Why don't we take a pew as we have our Bible reading that I think Harry is going to read for us. Today's reading is taken from Revelation, from chapter 1, verse 1 to 8, and it's on page 265 of the Pew Bibles. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place, he made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testified to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of the prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood, and made us to be a kingdom, priests serving his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierce him. And on his account, all the tribes of the earth will wail. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. This is the word of the Lord. So we're thinking this morning, we've been thinking in all through the last couple of months about, about this, this diagram here, which you can see, and we're going to be bringing it out a bit, a bit later. It's a, it's a storyline of the, of the Bible. And we're at the last bit today. We're at the last book in the Bible, and we're thinking about what the last book, the book of Revelation, actually means. And so that's what I want us to try and do in the first part of our service. Now, some of you, when you came, you were given a a bag when you came in. This is the opportunity to bring the bag out to me. So if you've got a bag. Just keep it there, that's right. Turn around. If you've got a bag, bring it to the front for me. You've got an empty bag. Brilliant. Okay. Right. Now, what I want you to do is, I want you to look inside the bag, and I want you to get out what's in the bag. Nothing. There's nothing in that one, Harry. I'm going to use you for something special in a minute. Right. Can I borrow the padlock? Can you hold that for me? Okay. So, let's have a look. So, what we've got is we've got some bandages... We've got a chain, and we've got a lock, and we've got a crown, basically. And what I'm going to try and do with these symbols is I'm going to try and explain to you a bit about what the book of Revelation is all about. You see, the book of Revelation is all about, if you like, the end of time. And crucial to that is when we read of how Jesus will return. 
So we'll think shortly about how Jesus will come as a baby. But what is crucial to Revelation is how everything will end and how it ends with Jesus returning. And Harry read for us, he read for us three things about Jesus. And so if we want to understand what this word means, what the book means, and you've got a handout which you can take away with you and explore in your own time, we have to think of three ways in which Jesus is described. And he's described, first of all, in this way. So he's described, and the first way he's described is the faithful witness. And so what we're going to do is this. What do you use a chain for? Tying things together. Capturing people. Well, you could do it for that, but I quite like the tying things together thing, actually. I think that's quite, quite good from there. Do you? So what I'd like to do is, can I tie you two together? I mean, because that's yeah. a big chain, isn't it? Yeah. Can we do that? It's heavy, isn't it? Yeah. It's really heavy. It isn't. Now, how should we tie it? Round the neck? You shouldn't. No. Let's, let's put it round. Can I put it round your hands? Yeah. Is that all right? It's, pr- it's a bit heavy. Go on then. Keep it going. Keep it going. And I'm going to tie it round your, your hands as well. There we go. No, we better do it this way, otherwise it won't. Keep going. Let's. T- now, I don't want you to let go. I don't want you to, be, to try and get out. I just want you for now to just... We're just going to try and hold it together. Like that. And don't worry that it's... So, yeah. So, can you hold... Like, we'll just keep it like that for now. It is heavy, isn't it? Let's make it a bit harder, okay? Now, you better hope that I talk fast. Do you want to sit down? Because that might be easier. Try and do it together. Sit on the steps. So, I want to think about this. And then we've got some bandages here, haven't we? Now, Now, Millie, when do we use bandages? Kind of like when you just hurt, like I've just pricked myself with one of these things. It's a bit sharp. So can I bandage you up a little bit? Is that all right? We won't use that one. We'll just use this one, basically. And if I just... That's a nice jumper, isn't it? I'm going to use this next... uh, This could get interesting. Um, Who's got the scissors? Emily? Thank you. Yeah. Just, Just hold that for me now. We'll come back to the bandage. And then we've got... Then we've got the crown. Now, what do we do with a crown? You do. You do. Now, will you put that on your head for me? Right. Just, just look towards them. We'll just wait for the scissors to arrive. See, what I want us to think about is Jesus is described. Just put that there for now. And you stand there. Jesus is described as three things in the book of Revelation. Right at the start. He's described as, first of all, the faithful witness. And the reason I've used the chains is this. The word witness means martyr. It means someone who died. And, of course, what Jesus did was he was the faithful witness who came from heaven to earth and who died for us on the cross. And that's why I've used the chains, which I'll come back to. But he's also described as the firstborn of the dead. You see, we often, the reason why we do bandages is because we hurt ourselves at times. Things go bad, as we know. And that's the reason why, in the end, we die. 
But Jesus was described as the firstborn of the dead. He was firstborn of the dead. What that means is this. He was, if you like, the boss of death and life. The boss of death because he defeated death, because after he died on the cross, God raised him to new life. But now, the boss of life because he lives that in that life now. One day, if we're a follower of Jesus, it's the life that we will live right at the end of time after we've died. And also, Jesus is described as the ruler, let's say, let me see you, of the king's of the earth. You see, what that means is no matter whatever the greatest king or queen or ruler there's ever been, what the book of Revelation tells us is that there is no greater ruler than Jesus. So let me show you how that plays out with something that we've done this morning, with the song that we sang. So Mark, if we just put up the first words that we sang this morning of that first that first song, let me show you, because actually you might have thought, where do these words come from? Where do the words of the first song, the lion and the lamb, come from? That's a strange thing to sing in church. What does it mean? What does it mean, the, the lion and the lamb? And of course, what it says is he's coming on the clouds. Because what that means is that it's kind of describing how one day Jesus will return as the king of the earth. Kings and kingdoms will bow down. If we go into the, to the, next, the next slide, and we sang about Jesus being this, our God is the lion. So Jesus is described, if you like, as the lion. But if you think about what that means, if you think about a lion being the king of the jungle, being the greatest animal, being majestic and all-powerful, and yet how does he choose to conquer how does he choose to conquer? If we put the next slide on, he chooses to conquer by being a sacrificial lamb, by being the faithful martyr. So this is how these three images, because they all interplay in the book of Revelation. Sometimes Jesus is described as the ruler. Sometimes he's the firstborn of the dead. Sometimes he's the faithful witness. How does it all play out? for you and me as his followers. This is how it plays, it plays out. If we decide to follow him and make him king of our lives, in that song we sang, when we become a follower of him, because of his death, he breaks the chains. He frees us. And often we forget how heavy those chains are. Like you can see in with, with Harry now. You know, he can feel his arms again because he was so weighed down. And because, and we can do that because he died for us on the cross. And when he died for us on the cross, he forgave us our sin. And we get to live the bit of the resurrection life now. Because that's the thing about the firstborn of the dead. We often think when we think of resurrection, oh, that's what my life will be like when I die. But actually what Jesus was saying is this is what your life becomes now, that actually what we try to do with our lives is create a bit of heaven on earth now by the way in which we live our lives. Thank you. That's brilliant. You can go and sit down. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to sing 
our next song together. And we're going to finish our part of our service. Now, to finish our part of our service, you've got to be good at running. So if you're good at running and you want to help me with this, then this is the opportunity to come forward now. This is the opportunity to get out of those pews and kind of do some running. Because what we're going to do, don't be shy, is is we are going to kind of put this whole story of the Bible together. Now, before we do that, I just want to say something like, um, Joe, where are you? Stand up. You can't see you there. You're hiding behind the tower. Joe did this for us. Basically, what do we think of this? This is just brilliant, isn't it? This is the... This is the picture we've been following for two months. This is the storyline of the Bible. And what she did was very helpfully... Don't pick them up yet, Harry. Don't pick them up yet. What she did was she kind of put some of the answers on already. So it's a bit easier for you this morning. The way this is going to work is this. What you've got to do is you've got to pick up one of them, one at a time, and we're going to do it one at a time, and you've got to run all the way around the church and bring it back to me. Okay? So who wants to go first? Harry can go first. Put them down. Just one. Just one. Just pick up one. Don't make a choice. You've got, you've got more than an opportunity to do more than one. Just run. Just, no, 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 no. Just one. Just one. Just run. Yeah, no, okay, that one. Run around the church. Okay, you take that one. Run. Right, okay. Now, what you're going to do, because you've all sat in the pews, is you're going to help us find the place where the word should go on the timeline. So this could be interesting. Right, what have we got? Right, what have we got? Oh, this is easy for you. Exodus. You kind of think there. I kind of think here. We'll put it here. Right, what have we got? Ah, Barnaby's got one. Right, Abraham. You know what? I'm not going to ask them anymore because they're useless. Where do we think Abraham's going? But Harry, where do we think Abraham's going? No, no, no. You're thinking like them now. Where do you think it's going to go? Do you want some help from me? Closer. There. Right, okay. Okay, we'll go. Right. Oh, where we go? Millie. Right. Easy one. Matthew. Where's Matthew going? (laughs) Where Jesus is. (laughs) There we go. Who's going next? No, I've got one here. Moses? Where do you think? Anyone idea where Moses might go? He's going there. That's right. He leads them into the promised land. Who's got this one? Thank you, Oliver. Oh, Brian, we're going to need your help. Isaiah. Do you think, no, 
nearly, nearly. Do you think Lamentations is a happy book or a sad book? You're wrong. Sad. So where do you think it might go on the whole of the storyline? No, I know, Harry, I know we're in church and the answer is always Jesus. But actually, I'm going to put it here. Right, now then. What I think we should do now is this. Right, because we've been doing this for... We've been doing this for two months. So what I thought we'd do is I'd put my stopwatch on. And because you've all been here, you've got two minutes to explain that storyline. What do you think? Or I could try it. Okay, then. Who's going to... Okay. So I've got two minutes. Right, and what I've got to try and do is I've got to try and mention every one on there. Okay, so in the beginning, God created this perfect world as is depicted by the tree of life. The word beginning is where we get the word Genesis from. But Genesis also tells the story of how the world went very bad by rebelling against God. And it got very bad. So God called Abraham to start a great nation. And through his family, he started a great nation. The most successful was his great-grandson, Joseph, who led the people into Egypt, which is behind Exodus, where they ended up being slaves for 400 years. And they they cried out to God to rescue them. And God raised up Moses, who rescued the people of God through the Exodus, and they came to live in the promised land. After Moses, Israel was then ruled by the judges and the kings. The most successful was King David. But within a generation of King David's death, the nation split into two kingdoms, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Brilliant. Okay, I've got to go faster then. But both of them rebelled against God, and despite warnings from the prophets of Jonah and Isaiah to turn back to God, Israel ends up in exile in Babylon where they lament their loss. But within 70 years, they return back to the land. They rebuild the walls, the city, the temple through men like Nehemiah, and they wait for the promised Messiah, Jesus, who comes, who's born, who lives a perfect life, who dies on a cross, and God raises him to new life. You find his story in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Acts begins with the story of Jesus ascending and his spirit promising to come, and he comes on the church, and the church is born to bring hope to the world. And the end of the Bible ends in Revelation at the tree of life where God makes everything new. How did I do? Well, six seconds left. Oh, well, that's all right. That's good. There we go. We can sit back down and we can sing our final song together.